This your boy High C from No Boundaries, and I'm riding with the Miami Hurricanes. It's about the you, man. We don't care about nobody except this you. We don't. Right here on STLR Sports Talk. In a world where boring sports talk has taken over the airwaves, four men have emerged from the smoke, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. Foul. No, two fouls. Foul? I didn't touch anybody. People can't just go flying in the air like that. Please, my mom wouldn't cheat in my dreams. What? She's an angel. Heaven wants us to win this game. They're Reggie uncensored and off the chain no boundaries sports talk radio with your hosts Derek Fugers if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball there's no crying in baseball well Derek here's the deal I'm the best there is plain and simple I mean I wake up in the morning I piss excellence Zach Kearney you play ball like a girl! Would you relax? I'm in a zone! And Craig Wiley. Did you see that bad man last night? Uh, what I got to say, you really don't want to hear, because honesty ain't too high upon your people priority list, right? For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries you can do it good morning sports world and welcome to no boundaries sports talk i am your host Derek futures and we have a great show for you today we are live here at clr media studios live with my man craig wiley jr craig wiley sir how you doing today What's up, everybody? And you guys can refer to me as Salty Craig Wilder Jr. or Lowry's because I am salty. <laughs> salty as hell. Not only is he salty about Miami Hurricanes losing, and we will definitely talk about that Uncle, probably first. Uncle, Uncle T does not have the amount of salt in his body that I do right now. Not to mention he's salty about Andrew Luck retiring as well. So my man is filled with salt this morning. But the only good thing about the situation is that we've been watching this lady who owns the building out here fill potholes with asphalt, and it's probably been one of the greatest experiences we've ever encountered in our lives. Yeah, because anybody, if you've ever seen, like, roads be resurfaced or whatever in your area, you know, they, they dig up the asphalt, they put the new asphalt down, and you know how they usually have, like, that, that thing? I don't know what the exact name of the machine is, but it's the big yellow machine with, like, that flat, like, metal, like, wheel thing in the front. You know what I'm saying? Like the the the, the I'll call it the smoother, if you will. You know what I'm saying? They they lay down the, the asphalt. roller, man. I thought the, it was the, just the, a roller. It has is like the big metal roller almost it's, it's almost like a big ass bakery rolling pin on a big machine that they just they push over the asphalt to make it all smooth. <laughs> well, she does not have one of those down there. She got like these bags from like Home Depot asphalt. She filled in the thing. She's doing and, it again right she, now, Greg. And she's like, YOLO. I don't have the little roller thing, so I'm just going to roll over it with my Dodge truck. She's doing it right now as we speak. I wish we could take one of the cameras and show it to you guys. She is literally in the truck going over the potholes asphalt and, and smoothing them out, bro. YOLO. This is the greatest thing me and him have ever seen. I don't know why it's so funny to us. It is just is, but listen to that. Other than that, we got a great show for you guys today. Other than the Miami Hurricanes game, a whole bunch of NFL talk. Ridiculous. We got a little bit of NBA talk. 
Yes. And, you know, and then plus we're going to break down one of the EAFC divisions. And have we broke out one AFC division? Why don't we just wait till the, we'll just do a power show next week when, when we got Zachariah back. It's fine. We'll AFC. probably just break down the whole AFC like we did the I AFC. I think we should just do a, a whole heavy AFC. That's fine. Well, today we'll just probably be like alive for an the hour. The one positive note of my weekend, because not I'm salty about everything. It's a salty weekend. <laughs> Booker, you guys let me down. We got drugged by Cardinal Mooney, 37 to 7, and, and Tornado Alley. I'm salty about that. 30 to 7. 30 to 7, my bad. Don't make it too bad. Yeah, we, bad. My bad. We didn't have a running clock on us. Yeah. But uh, that happened. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Booker Nation, man. They took one on the chin, definitely. Shout out to Little Perry, by the way, though. Threw yeah. for a touchdown and ran for one. Balled out. Balled, Balled out. out. Shout out to my man, T Wildcast team. First W. My Tiny Mites, me and my brother Tiny Mites, Wildcats, absolutely. Manti Wildcats, listen here, 21-7 victory. First one of the day, or first one of the season. We're going undefeated this year. Ain't nobody going to stop us. I showed you, I sent you a video yesterday. I told you about number one. He's got ace sander blood in him. Like, I'm telling you, bro, he's going to be a stud. Listen. He's going to be a stud. But you know who's not a stud? Miami my, Hurricanes. For my fantasy football team. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, if you can't hear these, let me turn them up. And for those of you who are listening on the Spotify, it's because I just had my middle fingers upside down. I turned them right side up so he can get the double bird. Because, bitch, you should have retired way before all this stuff. You done affected my draft. Now I got to drop you. You was only going to be my backup anyways. I got to get Sam Darnold now. For at least one week. For at least one week. All right, but listen here. The one thing about I don't like about the situation is... He waited entirely too long. Like I feel like you felt like that at certain point in your career already. Yeah, but you, the, the the Colts have pretty much said that they've been they've known for about two weeks now that he's been mulling retirement, and they didn't know if it was going to be like a set done de- done deal. That's exactly what Adam Schefter said last night. He said that they've been he's they known for at least two weeks that he's been thinking about it. He's let them but if, know. But if that's the case, you play this one more year on your contract, so that way they have a chance. To make it happen in the off season for something, because now you leave them with Jacoby Brisket. What's wrong with Jacoby Brisket, man? What's wrong? With- Hold on now, don't disrespect my boy. He might have been a Patriot for one season, but don't disrespect my boy. Now, watch him coming in and ball out. Watch him be the Colts' next quarterback of the future. Come on, son. I might have to pick him up. Right, T- dog. I'm telling you, watch out for him. That might be my, my that might be my backup, son. Depending on who they who my my, my number one quarterback is and who all they right. buy week that who they play all on right. that bye week. But still, I mean, not. But but on the real though, you know, all all jokes aside, all saltiness aside, you know, definitely much love out there for for Andrew Luck. Um, you know, yeah, I, man, I do understand he he he's been pretty much since entering the league has been fighting the uh, injury bug in one way, shape, or form. Has definitely had some some great moments. And, uh, you know, I just wish you the best of luck in, in the future. No pun intended. And let's be real, man. We're going to see Andrew Luck in, in ESPN Studios or NFL Network or something like that. He, that's that's going to be probably his next career move, um, dissecting plays. Hell, we might even see him in, in, in a coaching um, situation because he is that football smart. Um, he is a very, very good dude. So hopefully, you know, the the future holds some good things for, for Andrew Luck. And, uh you did screw my fantasy football team, though, so you owe me, you owe me 100 bucks. <laughs> he, uh, he pretty much came out and said that, you know, uh, after the past pretty much two years, you know, after battling, you know, multiple injuries, you know, with the neck thing, and then obviously now he's the been shoulder. dealing this this ankle injury, the shoulder thing. He said the past three years in football have not been fun to him. And you know what I'm saying? Like, 
and he well, hasn't been, been able pretty to, much rehab. It has not been. He hasn't not been able to live the life that he wants to live. You know what I'm saying? So. He and he's not having fun no more. Essentially, he's not having fun in the game, and that's what he loved to do. And yet, do you see how much money he's leaving on the table? Fifty-eight point four million dollars. Clearly, it's not about the money for Andrew Luck. Because yeah. well, he already got paid before yeah, that, but still, still, you know what I'm saying. But it's just the case that you know, literally, this dude. Well, because he's all prob- out there. Because he's probably already talked to his agent. His agent's already probably, you know, reached out to a few people. And like I kind of just said, he probably has a situation to where, you know what I'm saying, he can sit there and go to, you know, the the production studios of ESPN, NFL Network, something along those lines, Fox Sports, and be on one of these, uh, you know, football or college shows and, and talk about football. And get paid six figures a year. So oh, I look mean, at Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's through minor league baseball, <laughs> and then he's going to do college football. <laughs> like, yeah, for the SEC <laughs> network. I mean, but you know, it's crazy to just to think that you know somebody who was at the top of their game a few years ago, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, coming into Tendall probably at the top, highlight of his not the highlight of his night, but just in his prime. Yeah, just decides to call it so, quits, man. So speaking of rehab, you know, we're talking about Andrew Luck, you know, rehabbing over the past couple of years. I, I think Who just we said something I, dumb. I, I, I think we need. Who to, just said something dumb? Because you just rolled your eyes I, and then looked out there I, to the right. I think we need. To was call, it Logan? We need to call first step on Mike Stanball. Okay. This fool said the Hurricanes are the Browns of the NCAA. <laughs> First of all, the Hurricanes have Ooh. way more titles than the Browns would ever hope to have, for one. For two, the Gators needed the help of the referees to even win that game yesterday. <laughs> Sounds like a typical Miami fan right now. Not saying that we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot with, you know, Al Blades throwing up the U, giving us a penalty on that, that interception that, that started us back. Not saying that whatever that alleged hold when Cam Harris broke out for that big run. Alleged hold. What I'm saying, there was like, I, dude, I, I counted out at least like five or six holds on the Gators that they just never got called for. There was definitely for sure two times where the clock hit zero before that ball was snapped that they never got flagged for delay a game. Then there was that one pass interference early on in the game where literally the, the wide receiver for the Gators is pushing on the defensive back for the Hurricanes, and he does like the little like swim move arm thing and knocks his arm off of him and they call him for pass interference when clearly like the dude was pushing him and like they were kind of like hand checking each other so you're saying those four calls right there just changed the game well the fourth and five when there was legit uh, uh, uh the dude on fourth and five on one of their scoring the scoring drive that actually put them over ahead of us so there was a false there was a false start in like the third or fourth quarter whatever it is the the right tackle legit before the before the ball was snapped he did like he jumped like it was noticeable they didn't call anything, and even the Miami Hurricanes. And I guess it's kind of you know it is kind of the Hurricanes' fault too because I think that some of the defensive linemen were expecting the 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 flag, so they didn't like they didn't get it. Yeah, they didn't get it, and they kind of caught them off guard. So I mean, but you know, for for all the Florida Gator fans out there that were talking about, oh, we're gonna put fifty up on them and la la la, it was a defensive battle. Let's let's be absolutely. Real. Both teams played some great defense. Um, you know, we're a bubble we're a bubble backs a missed field goal away from that being a different ending because had he made that field goal, we'd have only been down by one point. We could have we could have just the field goal to win we, we could have ran the ball, you know what I'm saying, kicked the field goal. At to that win one it. point, literally if, if the the game goes exactly how it's supposed to, you get into field goal range because of the two pass interference calls. And I mean our offensive line they had some very good moments and they had some very bad moments. But two of those starters on that 
on that line are true freshmen. Um, I think literally the first game of the season we played against the toughest defense we're going to face until oh I, I say unless because they're not scheduled unless we play in the ACC championship against Clemson that's the toughest defense we will see all season because yeah. Florida State ain't going to put up that kind of a defensive I'm not going to knock us. your guys' offensive line just yet because that is a really good defensive line in Florida that's a good defense period their schemes are good, um, especially when they're blitzing. It's like your your young guys really didn't know exactly what to do when they, the blitzer came. So, well, there's a few things that, that people got to take into consideration for people even try freshman to freshman quarterback. Well, 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 and he's well, he's technically a sophomore, but yeah, he was a, he was a redshirt freshman last year. Um, so here's the situation, right? So in the beginning of the the whole schedule making process or whatever, you know, saying the game was originally scheduled for next Saturday. But because it was like Florida Miami is you know it is a rivalry that hasn't been around for a while, but you know they had some pretty good rivalries. They bumped the game up a week, so I don't know if they were actually allowed to start practicing before everybody else. But you know how those NCAA rules are and all that stuff. Yeah. About, you know, you know, so many practices and stuff like that. So I don't think they started any earlier than any of the other teams. So we're actually playing a week earlier than pretty much 90% of the nation. You know, so there were a couple, like, smaller games on TV last night. Um, but yeah, it was like Youngtown State and Sanford. It, it was Villanova played Colgate, which I didn't even know that Toothpaste had a, a, a college. I had no clue to, to get, or, and, yeah. And then Hawaii, Hawaii and Arizona played last night, okay. which probably didn't even come on until midnight because it was one of those Western uh, time zone games. But, um... You know, so so that right there, both teams, and I'm not, I'm not saying Miami, both teams play because let's be real here. That game, you know, a lot of people said that it was a crappy game or it was kind of sloppy, and it was because I think of the the extra that extra week. And let's be real, you're you're a coach. There's a lot of little minor mistakes, like even with the Gators. One of the big knock on them last night was their tackling. That's a lot of stuff that you can work out in a week or get more practice on in a week. One thing I didn't like about your guys' quarterback was there's been a whole he held the ball too long yeah, a lot of exactly, times. Exactly. There were some times he should have just threw the ball. Well, there was there was times where the one time where he uh, I think it was one on the drive, your final drive, where he, KJ he rolled out was wide open. He was looking downfield. He rolled out and exactly that one, and then he just he just he's making and rookie it, mistakes. Yeah, and and it, those are things that he's going to be able yeah. to progress on throughout the regular well, season. And, and, you know what I'm saying? And, and the good thing about it on on, on a positive note, I I do I do stand firm with my team. I do love the Hurricanes. I think this will be their one loss of the season. Um, they can definitely roll through and, and, and make some uh, you know, make some things happen and end up probably being in the top 25 somewhere. But we got two weeks to prepare for our first you know, conference game against the Tar Heels, which is a team that's gotten a little bit better since they lost Mitch Trubisky a few years ago. Um you know they've kind of made some moves. They're, they're probably going to be a better North Carolina team than last year, but they, they're a team that we should open up at our home and be able to beat them. We got two weeks to prepare for them, so you know that's a good thing. You know, right now North Carolina's preparing for their game that they got next weekend on, on Saturday. You know, what I'm saying we got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're going to have you know their travel time. They're probably back in Miami. So you guys aren't playing next week? No. Because originally we were spo- our, our season was supposed to start next week. Next week, okay. But since our game got bumped up a week, you know what I'm saying, the, the schedule still remains the same. So we actually benefit because now Miami actually has two bye weeks. 
So we got a bye week basically this week because our game got bumped up. We'll play North Carolina the following week. Then I think we play uh, Bethune-Cookman. And then we play, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Central Michigan. So there's definitely some some uh, three games right there. I feel like with the, the, the Miami Hurricanes where we can uh, definitely iron out some uh, – some stuff. I mean, yeah, we got we got Carolina, which is going to be the uh, 8 p.m. game um, on the ACC network. There's going to be uh, Bob. Oh, yeah, this is an alert. We, we play uh, Bethune Cookman at 4 p.m. on the ACC network, which I'm excited about. Now we finally got the ACC network. Um, that that's an official thing. Um, actually, we play at Carolina next week, so we we're, we might even be just saying screw it. They might just come home pack their bags and go hit, hit Carolina. Who knows how that's going to go. But we got Carolina on the road, 8 p.m. ACC Network on uh, the 7th. The 14th, we play Bethune-Cookman. The 21st, we play Central Michigan, which I'm excited about because only because the fact of that I do want to see one player on this team, a former Booker High graduate, graduated last year, freshman this year, was actually in the uh, Central Michigan like their little like video recap thing, their little video thing for the uh, like the upcoming season for the football, Quezzy Bristol. So I do feel like he's going to be a freshman who's going to make an impact. He's going to get some playing time on that defensive line. Um, you know, to see him play against some some guys on the Miami Hurricanes, um, you know, stature is going to be pretty awesome. Then we play Virginia Tech. Then we play Virginia. So we leg- we legit got one game on the road and we got four home games in a row, five home games in a row. So we we definitely got some ample time to uh, really get some some positivity rolling until the the latter part of the season. We play at Pittsburgh. We play at Florida State. We got Louisville at home, FIU um, away, which is basically a home game for us, anyways. Then we finish off the season at Duke. I, I do feel that you know we can. That's a very winnable schedule for us the the remainder of the year. The only team I was worried about losing to was the Florida Gators. What about Florida State? Uh, Florida State, we've we've beat them the past three years or the past yeah two years, probably about to make it three years. Um, the only thing that the only thing that doesn't really bother me about Florida State is their quarterback play has been been suspect, and I I think with you know Jaron Williams, I think that he's definitely shown he showed me some things last night. Even though there are a few things like getting rid of the ball and some stuff that's over the next two weeks watching game film and stuff like that that he will be able to improve on. Um, I think with Tate Martell uh, practicing at receiver, which he's already they've already come out and said ever ever since like two days after the Jaron Williams was named, um, they you know, I, I think they had a talk with, with Martell and was like, Look, you're a hell of an athlete. And they kind of talked him into what Tebow didn't want to do. Tebow didn't want to play anything but quarterback. Where Martell's like, you know what? I am an athlete. I do have this build. Um, you know, kind of like the, he did. He's doing like the reverse Tannehill. How Tannehill went from receiver to quarterback. He's doing the quarterback from receiver, and I think that benefits him because he's somebody who's played uh, quarterback his whole life. So learning these routes and knowing what to do when certain defenses give you certain fronts, like because you know you know as well as I do, some of those wide receiver routes. There are options, you know what I'm saying? Depending on what, what the defense gives you, you might, you know, be an out route. It might be a post. It might be a, a, a fly down the field. So I, I think that <laughs> somebody who's a sophomore 
you know, he might be somebody who comes in these next year and two and, and makes a difference because we definitely got some athletes. Um, you know, Jeff Thomas had a couple mistakes. That muff punt de- definitely didn't help us out. Um, you know, there's a couple things on this game that I can say that, that didn't really help us, and we hung in there a- against a team that nobody in the nation even gave us credit for. One thing I do like to say about Florida, man, they had 10 sacks against you guys, bro. They did. They had, like I said, they, that's what I said. You guys had played against a really good defense last night, so it's kind of tough to. And, 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 but legit, too, and, and we, we can we can mark this down right now, you know, about, what, 24 minutes into the show, uh, that legit, at the end of the season, I think statistics-wise, Florida Gators, Miami Hurricanes will be probably in the top 10, top 15 defenses in the nation out of hundreds of schools so for your your offensive line to give up 10 sacks which is a lot in a game we're not going to face a defense like that again until Clemson mm-hmm. so we're talking about maybe over the next few weeks you know what I'm saying maybe like I mean maybe Carolina gets a sack or two next week yeah, I think you guys are going to have a better option uh, protecting the quarterback, making sure Williams actually can get the ball out of his hand, and hopefully he can cut down on those mistakes that he was making all last game. So. Well, he, he, here's what here's what it's going to do. It's going to show us who Dan Enos is. Yeah. Because I, I like some of his play calling. I like some of the stuff that he was doing. A lot of pre-snap movement, things like that, motions and stuff like that, that we did not have last year with Mark Rick with his cookie-cutter offense. Uh, you know, they had a couple, like, uh, uh, plays where DJ Dallas was lined up in the pistol and it was pretty much just like an option situation and he could either hand it off or run it or throw it and both times the offensive line just kind of opened up a hole for him and he seen it and he took off and you know got damn near 10 yards each time so I mean there's some things out there that I seen that we did not have last year in our offensive arsenal I'm excited for it so with Florida <coughs> winning this game and obviously, the real college football season starts. Uh, season starts next week. Where do you think? Now, does Florida beating you guys? Do you think that it's going to progress them maybe up in the standings a little bit? I think they'll stay neutral this and, week. And, and, if a loss, but if a loss occurs, do you think they'd move up? Obviously. Um. If a loss. If a loss occurs. I mean, I kind of checked out their schedule, and the Florida Gators didn't really—they ha- don't really have a tough schedule until the middle of the year. Um, they faced us, then they got a couple uh, scrub teams. They got a uh, UT Martin, so University of Tennessee Martin, the Skyhawks, whoever that is. They—they <laughs> they play at Kentucky. They play against uh, – they got Tennessee at home, which Tennessee hasn't really been, you know, the best of schools. They play the Tosin Tigers. Who? Tosin Tigers. And this is where it starts getting serious at. Then in October, October 5th, they play ranked currently at this moment number 16 Auburn, which can change between now and then Auburn can obviously move up in the ranks depending on how things go. Then they play LSU. So they play Auburn and LSU back-to-back, which possibly can be two losses. In my opinion, bro, this that next four games is going to be pretty tough because South Carolina, they're not ranked, but they're always a, a pretty fiery team. You know what I'm saying? 
And they, a lot of teams do struggle. The SEC team, yep. you know, so still the Then fact, they play Georgia. Yeah, I and mean, right after that they play Georgia. They, they, so got, they got a tough four, four game, games right they, there. They got a tough October for sure. They got a tough October leading into November. They play against Vandy. Um, Missouri is another team. And then, you know, Even Florida State, I, 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 I've said, I've said rivalry. this before and I'll say this again. I don't care what rank any Florida team is or unranked any Florida team is in the nation. If both of these teams last night could have been unranked and it's going to be a game just like it was last night. A very close game. A slugfest. Same thing with Florida State in Florida. Both teams can be – they can legit be 0-15 at, at, at that meetup point. And when they play each other, it's going to be like a heavyweight battle. It's going to be one of the best games on TV that week. And they're going to go – it's going to be a slugfest. Um, and you know what? Florida State catches them at the last game of the season where they've had, you know, a full 11 or 12 games to go ahead and get everything situated and and, and get stuff ready. Is, is, is that Kirk Franklin and uh, – Plies, they do look alike. That's the same person. I'm telling this, you. One says Popeyes, one says Chick or Chick Fil A. Look, it's the same person. I think. I think he just makes double the money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just pops his golds out. He goes in the pops church. Pops out, puts his little little soul patch in. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, Miami Hurricanes obviously losing last night to Florida Gators, 24-20. And, and close the final score. Coach Marcus Black thinks that the uh, that that the Gators should drop because of how close the game was. Could be possible. See, I don't like that, man. I don't really like how people are trying to say that the game was meaningless, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's discrediting Miami, dude. Like, honestly. Like, regardless of the fact, like, look, Miami's Miami. Look, dude. I'm, like, I'm going to be real with you. I'm not a Gators fan at all. Everybody knows that my alliance ri- rides with the U. As much as I can blame the refs or whatever, you know, for some missed calls, my, we shot ourselves in the damn foot. Absolutely. We I mean, shot at the end, the, the refs foot. gave you guys every opportunity there was to get huge, back into that game that, and win it. There was that huge holding call with Cam Harris towards the end when he broke out that, that nice run. There was the Al Blade situation where he threw up the U at uh, Felipe Franks when he was hurt after that one play that got us a flag. You know what I'm saying? Where And a good play had happened you know, right after the interception. Yeah. So instead of the interception being 15 yards further than what it was, we yeah. were 15 yards back. You know what I'm saying? And it was still first and ten. And that was all towards the end yeah, of the game, too. All, you know what crucial saying? parts of the game. Yeah, and then obviously so, the refs gave you guys opportunities by getting those two pass and, interference and, and calls. And I'm going to be real so. with you. I'm not mad at Al Blades. And if I seen Al Blades in the street, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even talk junk to him. I'd be like, Al, you made a young, you made a young man mistake, and I'm not even mad about it because at the end of the day, you know, a lot of there was a lot of trash talking going on by the Florida Gators about the Miami Hurricanes nationally discrediting them and them boys came in there with a chip on their shoulder and they played like that and you know what they're, they're, the, the Gators defense did a hell of a job even though there was a, there were quite a few plays that I do credit the referees helping out the, the Florida Gators but that's besides the point we were still in it and we could have we could have won the game absolutely absolutely and then that's just again you know and then we talk about the miscues that your guys' quarterback did have and all those ones that I'm talking about did happen in the last drive where he made small rinky-dink decisions that cost them the game. Whether it was holding on to the ball too much, he was outside of the pocket, throw it away, don't take that sack and fumble the ball. Luckily, Miami's offensive line 
did do a good job at recovering the lost fumbles that he recurred in every time he was scrambling out of the pocket. So, and uh, Coach Black says, I'm not dissing Miami, but for a team that was ranked number eight, do you think they look like a top 10 team? And no, I don't. I don't think they look like a top 10 team. Defensively, they do. Defensively, they did. Not offensively. Offensively, they did. And, and what do we always say? Defense wins championships, though, correct? Yeah. So, and, and, and listen, and I'm glad we Florida's got... Florida's going to drop down eventually. Like, they're not going to yeah. be because of Felipe Franks. He's not a good quarterback. I expressed that last year to my brother. I expressed that to a lot of Florida fans this year. I don't like I'm going to be Franks. real with you. He was a little too cocky on that sideline for what, when he really wasn't doing a whole lot. He threw two lot. picks. That one pick he had at the end of the game where you got yeah. that flag. What was that? You threw in the three, three pairs, yeah. three white jerseys you threw into play. Like, that was a and, terrible and, throw. And that's the one thing I contest about Miami is the defense did hold them in there, even though we did make some... some mental mistakes and regardless of how the referees called the game probably similar to what some stuff that coach Marcus Black tells his players look we can't control what the referees do or don't call all you can do is go out there and accept that call and do what you can on on the other side of the ball to make sure that we don't have those those you know saying how that affect us too much you know what I'm saying hey they call a travel or they call something a foul that you don't agree with that's fine go back on defense let's get that ball back and let's make you know let's turn it into something positive and you know what the Miami Hurricanes did a, a pretty good job of that for the most part but then there was a, too many just mental errors and s- some of those uh those mistakes and he th- and, and, and coach black says that he thinks that they might have even uh benefited by putting the cozy back in um and, and giving him I wouldn't disagree with that yeah and, experience you know, it, it could have been but the thing about it is, you know, just what it is as an old rivalry, you know what I'm saying, people take that into granted when it comes to, to ranking these teams too. So, like, regardless if Miami isn't ranked, I still think it's a it's a sort of a big win. Just because hey. a lot of teams, both teams, both sides were talking a lot of smack coming into this game. You know what I'm saying? You guys felt strong about winning. They felt strong about winning. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, they did win. So, And, and Aiden has a good point about Pretty much, you can take this for either quarterback. Um, he says it's week zero. He will get better with with time, time. in the game, and I, I think he's think, speaking more about Jaron Williams because he was the true freshman. Yeah, I like Jaron. He he made some good um, plays c- in compared that game, to Felipe though, Franks. Man, he did. And you know what? Even though I honestly think that it was better that Manny Diaz didn't put Perry in and kept uh, Jaron Williams in just for. Let him take his bumps and bruises. Let him know that you stand behind him and you have that faith. Well, I'll tell you one thing. That's a lot, it's a great experience for a young cat like that to get play a really good defense in Florida. They're not going to – I mean, yeah. you you, like you, you heard said. the next few games that they play. Like, they're not going to play a, a, a defense like that. Until you play Clemson. Until we play Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. And like I said, Kirk Herbstreit pretty much said that in the ACC, it's going to come down to you guys at Clemson. So – I mean, obviously, that's probably going to be the ACC championship I mean, we got game. some playmakers. I mean, Brevin Jordan looked really good. Yeah, you guys' defense looked fine, too. I mean, obviously, your linebacker core stacked with those three seniors. I, I like what mean, I've seen from DJ Dallas and from uh, Cam Harris, the running back position. And and we haven't even bust out Lorenzo Lingard yet, our five-star recruit from last year. I mean, Will Mallory. You guys are going to be fine, man. Like I said, that was just a really good defense you guys played. And like I said, Florida's offense kept you guys in the game with how shitty Felipe Franks played. But on a lighter note... <laughs> Football is back. Yeah, I know next week we finally get more. Like, there will be like 100 NCAA games. And then we get NFL next week. No, 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 no. It's all, NFL, NCAA always starts a week before NFL. Yeah, NFL so We is got two weeks before NFL. The following week. So, good. Yeah, yeah no, we, that's when we'll break down the NFC, all, AFC all next week. Because our, be our football draft is the last weekend of. Next Saturday. Is, is next Saturday. And the first game is that Thursday. I got to. Is it so bad? The, the fifth is or it bad it is. that I'm skipping my game? On Saturday, go pick up some shoes. 
I mean, are you my be, bad, coach? Are you going to be done by three? Oh yeah, before the draft for sure. No, I'm saying, are you going to? Uh, is the game going to be done by three? Well, yeah. Why? Are they not ones you can reserve? Um, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Oh, it's not Monday. If you can reserve them, I say go to your game and just go pick them up afterwards. Well, hopefully, I can reserve them. If not, you put that phone in Kelly's hand and be like, "You better get She's these dudes size thirteen. Man, she work in a warehouse. She can sneak off behind a box somewhere. Man. <laughs> hey, you better, you better, hey, you better. Already, I told my brother that the other day. I was like, "Is it bad that I might miss the game?" You better, you better, man, you better take that pause for the cause and be all like in the background somewhere, bro. You better, you better put your assistant I mean, on I'm that sh- job. I'm sure I could get them. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, at while at the game, just getting on my phone and like, hold on, give me like five, ten minutes, man, and just walk off. You got walk off for that bathroom. That bathroom break. What time are your games? Nine fifteen. Oh yeah, walk off for a bathroom break. But if they're first, if they're first come first serve, I was wanting to get there and try to. Get you. Which ones are they? The high uh, Jordan one. Oh, they'll probably ones. they'll probably be a reserve one. I hope so. If they are, let me know. Listen, listen. If they are here, you here, got me. I'll, I'll make you a deal. You if, got it's, me. if it's ones you, you can reserve, reserve too? I'll, I'll do the reserve. My boy. And, if, and, if, and if I win them, I'll go pick them up for My you. My boy. That way you can do the game. I don't, I don't have. A hey, game. L- listen here, ladies and gentlemen. Not all heroes wear capes. All right. I got you. Not all heroes wear capes. Because I think they're ones that I don't want anyway, so I got yeah, you. Yeah, they're probably not. And they're Jordan 1s. You don't really yeah. – I mean, you do like I, 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 Certain ones, yeah. Yeah, they are very They're, 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 they're UNC blue with the uh, obsidian blue. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the light blue with the dark – the kind of like, uh, like navy blue looking sh- – yeah, I got you. If it's ones you can reserve, I'll get them for you. Yeah, I Size 13. Yet. I don't know yet. Well, that's fine. Well, this is good. We'll know tomorrow. My chances we'll know tomorrow. I got you. Cause I'll get the fucking teamwork makes the dream work. I hear you, man. I hear you. Anyway, uh, let's take a real quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about you know what I'm saying some NFL things. We'll talk about a little bit more about the Andrew Luck thing because I definitely want to get more into that. I want to talk about the fans booing him. Instead, I want to I want to ask your feelings about that and everything like that. And I know he's kind of leaving them high and dry, but in a way, you know, he did do good things with the organization. He did win them some ball games and did get them to the playoffs and got them to the AFC Championship too. So. Uh, we'll be right back. This is No Boundary Sports Talk. Stay tuned. Finding good barbecue can be hard to do. Lucky for you, we have found deliciousness on a food truck. Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue Mobile. Follow the Facebook page today so you know where to get some of the best food to touch your taste buds. Like the Redneck Cuban, pulled pork and cheddar sandwich, or my favorite, the loaded mac and cheese. Topped with Smoking Mama Laura's 18-hour smoked pulled pork. Give them a call today at 941-549-3908. Or follow Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue Mobile on Facebook to find out where they'll be or to book them for your next event. Smoking Mama Laura's Barbecue, made with love. If you're a smoker with an appreciation for the best quality, the finest functional art in existence, and the most knowledgeable staff around, then look no further, my friends. Welcome to Dragon Heads, your one-stop shop for glass, water pipes, hookahs, vaporizers, and accessories. With a huge, affordable selection, bright, friendly atmosphere, Dragon Heads is definitely Sarasota and Bradenton's premier smoke shop. Now located at 412 South Washington Boulevard, Sarasota, Florida. And open seven days a week from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Thursday. From 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. And from noon to 6 p.m. on Sunday. For more information, give them a call at 941-955-1719. That's 941-955-1719. 
Dragon Head's premier smoke shop. Even Bruce Lee would enter this dragon. By the way, remember to tell him STLR sent you. There's nothing like having a peace of mind and comfort. So, when your home is overrun with all kinds of critters, there's only one man to call. Tim, owner-operator of Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. The absolute top of the line in pest control and removal. Carefree won't just treat the problem, they'll solve it. With free estimates, up-to-date technology, and reasonable pricing, Carefree has all the skills needed to kill your pest and termite ills. For more information, call Tim at 941-556-9019. Check him out online at www.carefreepestsolutions.com. Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Satisfaction guaranteed. Oh yeah, guess who had What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What are we talking about? What are you, high? Sports. If they know what they're talking about, then I like it. Yo, it's the Sky's and Lemmy Radio Sports Talk. It's your boy, Boots, and we finna talk some sports. Satisfy the demand. We want it now! Entertain with no sideline. That's right! I love it. Call the guys. Call the guys. Pack the cooler. Pack the cooler. And bring the grill. And bring the grill. Welcome back to No Boundary Sports Talk. Okay. So that's how it's gonna be. Y'all wanna play. With your boys, Derek. Are you out of your goddamn mind? Craig. I'm for real, so you better check yourself. And Zach. If one of y'all says some silly ass name, this whole class is gonna feel my wrath. Damn, it's so hard to say their real names. Oh no. Bitch! Welcome back to No Battery Sports Talk. Jump back into a little bit of the center. Oh, by the way, Dwight Howard was signed by the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, yeah. We forgot about that. By the that. way, um, kind of shocking, too, because, you know, the guy is legit leaving, like, $5 million or $2.5 million on the table and the buyout and only can make the veteran minimum this year. And we do have a call on the line. We already know who it is. Call us no battery sports talk. What's up, Aiden? What's up, boys? How, How you doing, doing, buddy? I'm, I'm, you know, doing senior year of high school, living life. Awesome, man. Congratulations. I know. I, it's it's weird, man. I don't know how... Being a senior feels weird. You're excited, though, aren't you? I'm excited to, to be done with high school, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I don't know what to do. It's kind of weird. Okay. I understand that. I know how that goes. It's like a little, you know, what, what school you want to go to, what do you want to pursue, and different things like that. It's understandable. Exactly. It's like there's so many options to take. There's so many different things you got to factor in. It's it's insane. Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot of decisions to make, man, but I'm sure you'll make the right one, man. You're, you're a very smart young man. I, I try to, you know. You know, uh, good job on the on the football game Friday night. You know, sad to see a loss, but yeah. I was listening in while I couldn't be there, so I, uh, I highly appreciate you guys doing that, as always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Thanks for listening. You know, you know I, I try to do what I can, but... I just wanted to talk real quick about that Miami-Florida game because I did watch the game, which was nice for me to do. Finally, football back. 
thank God, you know, I am a huge baseball guy, but I can only take so much of heartbreak from the Rays or the Yankees <laughs> just being the Yankees. What do you mean? You're uh, second place in the freaking whatchamacallit now. I know we're in second place, but when you lose to a sub-500 Mariners team that you just swept, it, it hurts. I mean, better be in the Red Sox fan right now. I know, true, true. It, it definitely is. And, and these players' weekend jerseys, I'm not a fan of the all-black and the all-white. It just doesn't work for me. I kind of dig the all-white. I'm not going to lie. But I can't read any of the names on the back of the jersey. And with yes. the Rays having so many different players, I can't tell who's playing. All right, I agree with that. Maybe change the color of the name of the jersey. I agree with or, that. Or, or, like, do the white names with a black – or do white jerseys with the black or gray names on the back or something. Yeah, vice make versa. make them pop a little yeah. bit. You know what I mean? Like, like, on the back of the black jerseys, they have, like, a silver lettering that works. Hey, speaking so of speaking of those. baseball, though, real quick, uh, Saint or not St. Louis, but Louisiana versus uh, Carousel yep. in, in the Little League World Series later on. Who's your prediction on that one? Uh, well, I have seen both of the teams play because when I get home from school around two thirty, two forty-five, I try to watch some of the games that I can. Based on what I've seen. I like Curacao to win because of how the, their speed and defense. Okay. Where Louisiana is more of like a power hitting team, like you're more your Yankees or Minnesota Twins, where the uh, the Curacao team plays a little more like the Rays or a team like that who doesn't have a whole lot but can piece the team together. I like Curacao to win because they still have some pop in their team and they've got good pitching. I like Curacao to win, let's say five three. Okay, good prediction. Uh, I like Curacao five three, and but you know. With that whole Miami game, it was a good game. It was a good Week Zero game. Oh, I think the it was a great Week Zero is, game. And, I mean, you guys said it great. The rivalry is what makes this game close. i I got to give credit to Miami for playing how they did because they played a great game. And I think even though Miami and Florida is a big rivalry, I don't think anyone expected Miami to keep it as close as long as they did, in my opinion, based on what I read online. Yeah, a lot of people thought Miami was just going to get dog-walked, and that, that definitely exactly. wasn't the case. Because, in my opinion, what they don't factor in is that the Swamp, or if they were to play in Miami, those two are very hostile environments. So when you play in a neutral site, that eliminates that in a sense. And then also, you've got both teams going in there, week zero, Miami's got a whole new coach, and being such a big Florida rivalry, that automatically jumps it up to another level. Oh, it so does. I think that's some of the stuff that's factoring in that, you know, everyone on Twitter who's saying, oh, Florida should drop down in the rankings right now. I disagree because they played hard, and it's a huge rivalry in a neutral site game. Well, I think what also makes one of these games like this harder, too, is because, you know, Florida does a good job of recruiting the state of Florida, and so does Miami. So a lot of these kids have played Pop Warner together, hey, or, hey, or, or, hey, or they, or they hey, played, hey. you know, uh, you know, high school football against each other, so they know exactly. you know they, they, be, they know each other. It'd be like to to use a Booker football example. I mean, it'd be a, a guy like Talit Keaton or or L. Arnold going against uh, X in a college game. You know, yeah. they know each other because they played together all the way up, and they played against each other and with each other. That they they know how the other guy plays, even though it's a different system. Yep. And, and that's exactly how it is. All these guys have played with or against each other since they were six years old playing at Sun Devils. Yep. You know, or Redskins. Sure. So that, that's a lot of these factors that people aren't factoring in. Now, if this was like a Florida-Nebraska game in Florida or in Nebraska, I could have seen like a Florida dog wash. But because it was against Miami with the rivalry and everything like that, I think that the score predicts that, that 24-20, 
is an accurate representation of what should have happened. I think it should have been close the whole time. It was it was an exciting game to watch. And and hold on, that fake punt. Mm, I really like that fake punt. Yeah, that fake punt in the beginning was uh was pretty crucial. And and I believe if I read correctly, Florida was seventy five percent on fourth down conversions in that game. When they tried to when they tried to go for it on fourth down. Yeah, they had, it was it was a pretty good number like that. Yeah. That that and and that's tough. And their, but I believe their third down conversions were less than fifty percent, which forces them to have to go into those fourth down situations. Yes. So you can take this and go back, look at your tape, and see what you need to do, because ultimately this was sort of like the preseason warm up for both teams. So now you're getting into your meat of your schedule in conference play, because, like you were saying earlier, it's going to be Miami Clemson in that ACC championship game, and. I think it'll be Florida, Alabama in the SEC championship game. Sorry, Georgia. Sorry, Tennessee. Sorry, Kentucky. But I think based on the teams I've seen and based on the recruiting that's happened in the past few years, you're looking at a Florida, you're looking at a Florida, Alabama championship game. And I think that Florida has a chance to win that game if they can continue playing and if Felipe Franks can shut his mouth and play. Yeah, I think that's going to be crucial as far as the, uh, the the strength of my and I, and I get what he was trying to do though you know he was trying to pump it, it was it's an intense it's an intense uh, intense rivalry you know it, he probably heard a lot of smack talk and stuff as well so I mean it's, I, it's I, exactly it's exactly that but also you've got to realize that you can talk the smack and whatever but when it comes to game time I mean in the first half that Miami guy got right up into his face and you saw it flustered him like he he what he needs to do is just make sure he can come back and just relax. And B, you know, if something happens, knock it off and focus on the play. Because he, every time in his college career, he's gotten rattled when something like that happened. When someone gets up in his face and up in his grill, he gets rattled. And, I mean, Florida does have a tough schedule. they got to play Georgia. they got to play Auburn and LSU, which are all currently ranked at, at the moment. So, I mean, they definitely do got a – they got some uh... – some battle testing to to prove before they get to that the SEC championship game, but if they can, uh, if their defense can play like that against some of these teams, man, I think they definitely have a chance. That that Florida defense is very good, and it's it's an underrated defense in my opinion. Everyone was talking about will Felipe Franks do what he needs to do in this game. Not many people were talking about the defense coming into it, and like on that 2004 state championship team from Booker, defense wins championships. You can't argue that. No, you can't argue that. I mean, look at look at Trent Dilfer. He has a ring because of that uh, Ravens defense. True. Brad Johnson got a ring because of the Bucks defense. Brad Johnson got a got a, a ring because of the Bucks defense. I mean, <clears throat> true. It's it's how it is. And I mean, yeah, you give you give credit to all these quarterbacks who you know make the big play at the end. But who kept who kept that team in the game to get there? The defense. Exactly, and like. I mean, I'll use an example for you, Derek. All your Patriots, you know. Yes, Tom Brady's an amazing quarterback. He is probably the greatest quarterback of all time. Sure, there's debate about that, but I don't think there really should be. But that defense kept him in the game every game. Malcolm Butler at the end of the Super Bowl making the big play to to stop the Seahawks from scoring. That got Tom Brady another ring. Mm-hmm. These are just examples that you can take all the time. And you notice when Booker went to the Final Four two years ago, why'd they do that? Because you guys had, like, Jalen Jones and Jordan Clark going down the basket and playing on both ends of the ball. I agree. I agree completely. Aiden, we appreciate the call, buddy. 
Appreciate you. Thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate you hanging out and uh, have fun at school, bud. How's the first week of school been going? It, it was it, first two weeks went first great. Weeks Can't complain. Bad. I forgot. Can't complain. You know, got good teachers, so we'll just ride this out and get baseball workouts start up again Monday. Good. Hopefully, another good season. We'll we'll see where we go. I mean. We made it to the regional semifinals last year. We're looking just to improve on that and build on that. Hey, your your boy, somebody on your team, I just got through coaching in basketball, my, my boy Big John. Oh, Johnny boy? Yeah. Oh, nice. Big yeah. John. He's no, a, dude, he, he's like he's like a freaking our white Dennis Rodman on our basketball team with Little Perry, bro. He's freaking snatching <laughs> rebounds everywhere. Oh, yeah. He, he's amazing. I mean, he plays catcher, first base pitcher. He yeah. does. He's he's that jack of all trades. He, he's a, He's – I call him our Swiss Army knife because that's essentially what he is. You put him anywhere, he can play wherever. He can play third, he can play first. If catch behind the dish, pitch for you. It, he, it, he can do whatever needs to be if done. If you see him in school you. tomorrow, tell him Coach Craig said what's up. I will, I will. Appreciate it. Right, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one, buddy. All right, bye. Shout out to Aiden, man. Congratulations, man. That that fourth year high school, getting it done. Um, very good input there from from Aiden, man. Kind of kind of miss having him on the show sometimes. Definitely good to get his uh you know his, his input on that that Florida Miami game. And uh, you know a little bit about the the Little League World Series, man. That's going to be on at three o'clock today. I'm going to be watching that. I'm, Pops has been watching. He's, Pops loves Little League World Series. Yeah, I was watching that the other day. Uh, actually, last night's game over there, and uh, the pitcher who's on the mountain, he actually gets in the game and freaking hits a two run bomb to make yeah. it by the th- by the two. Pretty much give him that cushion room to help him win that game. So, I, I definitely think that uh, what's her name. Curacao. Curacao is definitely going to win. Yeah, I think I, I keep wanting to call him Caraco, but it's Curacao. <laughs> it has like that that C that has that little like squiggly line on it. I guess it makes like the S kind of sound. So Curacao is, is is how it's pronounced. I thought Japan was going to be the team that beat. And this is the first them, so. year I think Japan. I think my dad was saying this is the first year that Japan or South Korea or something like that wasn't representing the international side of the Little League World Series in, in the finals. So shout out to Curacao who beat the first ever Cuban international. Little League team. This is the first year that Cuba was able to uh, participate in the Little League World Series event and stuff like that. So looking forward to maybe seeing the Cuban team do some stuff here in the near future. So congrats to all those young kids. Um, switching it back to the NFL, though, you know, we talked about Andrew Luck walking away from the game. Mentally, he's just not there anymore. Health-wise, he's been dealing with some issues. But, you know, on another front, and something that may affect somebody here from our 941 area code, and maybe making a roster over in the city of Houston, and the Texans, Lamar Miller, speaking of Miami Hurricanes, mm-hmm. former Hurricane running back, uh, Miami Hurricane running back Lamar Miller, possible torn ACL. I'm sure we'll know a, a definite on that. But either way, if it's not a torn ACL, he's probably screwed up. He's probably going to be missing a good part of the season anyway. Um, makes my Duke Johnson pick up late round in my fantasy football it was like it was like kind of like one of those things like how, how, the, how the hell do you have a positive and a negative for your fantasy football team before anything even kicks off like in the same night we still got one more preseason game to get into man it was the same night so literally lamar miller possibly looked like he tearing his acl and i thought i wanted to bring this up just because of the fact that you know we got Cron higdon over there who's undrafted free agent over there to the houston texans could this potentially increase his chances of making the team? And from what I've been seeing, you know, the Texans have really been giving the ball a lot to Karan the past three preseason games. I know, I know last game, the last game in the Dallas, they gave him the ball 13 times. 
know what I'm saying? I think he only had 58 yards, but still, you know, they're, they're, they have trust in this kid. And I get it, you know, he is the fifth string running back on the, on the depth chart right now. And they gotta give those guys, you know what I'm saying, the majority of the carries because they wanna see what they really can do. But if they're giving the kid the carry that many times, bro, they see something in him. And I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly if he's gonna make the team because they still got four other running backs in front of him. So, like, I'm pulling for him. I really hope it does, but I really think that they well, do see something. Well, depending there on what's and, going and, on, and Lamar's Craig probably going on the pup list. Um, that that you know, most teams usually carry three running backs, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that puts Duke Johnson on the front of the list. Now, I'm not sure who their other running backs are, um, or who is technically above him. But I mean, like you said, if they're giving him the ball that many times, we're talking about a dude who had what you know, a couple thousand yards rushing in, in his college career, you know, x amount of touchdowns, some receiving yards as well. So I mean, a dude kind of like a, as Aiden put it about my boy Big John, like a Swiss Army knife kind of guy on that on that offense. Man, you know, he he may be a dude who makes it because of special teams and, and and stuff like that. So we'll see. Uh, one player I'm kind of worried about is Braxton, bro. Oh, Barrios? I'm kind of worried about him. I don't know what happens. He's been injured, or no? He just hasn't really been performing too well. I mean, because they got the kid, the Myers kid who's really really good in the past three games, man. Oh, Oscar. So and <laughs> so I just I don't know, man. I, I'm just kind of worried for him. I don't know if they're going to keep him for return purposes or what, but hopefully they do. Fingers crossed. We'll see. Because I like old Braxton over there. I like old Braxton. And I want to get into that uh, Andrew Luck thing back again, just because of the fact. Last night in the preseason game, he was at the game, and obviously word kind of got out that, you know, he was ended up going to be, going to be retiring, and the whole situation was he was walking off the field, and fans were booing him, and you know what? I think that is very, very regardless of of what the facts going down. I get you know what I'm saying he's leaving your team high and dry, whatever, whatever. But the fact that you guys are just booing somebody who's paid what four or five years for the Colts. Given everything, he's gotten you guys to the AFC Championship game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's he, last year he had a remarkable season. 2018 Comeback Player of the Year after missing almost the entire season the year before that. Like, I really think it was just a, a disgrace. As a, If you're a Colts fan, I really think you should be disgraceful with how your, 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 your fan base treated him at the end of that game there. Booing him off the field, man. And you know what I'm saying? He in his press conference at the end of the day, pretty much somebody asked him how he how he felt about that, and he said he was hurt. He said it hurt. He said he he felt the, you know, what I'm saying the how how he let people down. And but at the end of the day, you know, what I'm saying you have to respect the guy's decision. I mean, it's it's his life. You know, what I'm saying just because he's not going to be leading your football team doesn't mean you can sit there and boo him because of your distaste of what he's going to do. The, the, the guy's thinking about his life and his and his future. And so, I just really disagreed with it. So I wanted to kind of get your take on that whole situation. Yeah, I well. mean, look, I know I was a little salty in the beginning, and I was joking around and like yelling at Andrew Luck because he left me hanging in fantasy football, blase squazzy, and I got to pick up Sandarn, who actually is poised to have a pretty good year this year. So I can't really complain. But I mean, you got to respect the dude. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it would have been better if they would have made it earlier, and I think that's probably why maybe some of the uh, the the fans were upset because you know you don't really get yourself set in a position to where you can replace an Andrew look like that. Well, yeah, I mean you, now you're getting Jacoby Brissett to come in here, and you know, I mean, you were kind of talking about that. You know, Jacoby Brissett. I think I 
I think Jacob Brissett's not a bad player in all reality. I mean, that one year where he did play for Andrew Luck, when Andrew Luck was hurt, he had a pretty, you know what I'm saying, stable season. And now, you know, he's two two more years of experience underneath his belt. I, I do think Jacoby Brissett is going to work out fine for this team. I mean, he's got the connection with T.Y. Hilton, with all these guys, Eric Ebron. You know what I'm saying? He hangs out with Marlon Mack all the time. I, I follow Marlon Mack on Instagram. He, I mean, this, these, these guys are close-knit. It's like a family over there. So, I don't know, man. I think Jacoby Brissett is going to be fine. And if people who've already drafted and need a, a backup quarterback because, you know what, dang, I had Andrew Luck, I would think about looking at Jacoby Brissett. And it all de- all depends on that matchup that week on who he's playing and who your first quarterback's going to be in the bye week. I mean, he has come in for the Patriots, proven that he can win. He's came in for the Colts, proven that he can win. He he's done some some decent things. Um, if I personally was the Colts, I would have tried to persuade Andrew Luck to at least give us one more season before he retires, so that way we can try to uh, maybe be in a position to where we can get. Trevor Lawrence the following year. I don't really agree with the tank for Tua because um, I personally don't think that Tua's the, all that great myself. Dude, do I, bro? I don't even understand where people are getting that at, dude. Like, I I don't get it, man. I don't think Kyler Murray is going to be that good of a quarterback, and I think Tua and him are like damn near the same height. And I think it all has to do with height, man, and being able to see over your big offensive alignment. I think that's going to be a real big problem for Kyler Murray. Yeah, we'll definitely see how that goes, man. I'm, I'm interested for this NFL season because there were a lot, much like the NBA, there were a lot. There was a lot of movement. A lot of people moved to some different teams and and things like that. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see how it works. Guess who is ranked 24th on Matthew Barry's top 30 quarterbacks 2019? Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett, and this was just updated this morning. So just saying, there's a lot of people who do see something. Where's Sam? Sam and these guys. Where's old Sam? I am. Also, Sam, I am. Darnold. Oh, green eggs and ham. Got you right here. Hold on, dog. Uh, Sam Darnold. Twenty-one. Okay. Not bad. So, so three spots ahead of the old Jacoby Brisket. Where Deshaun Watson at? Well, number two. All right. Number two. Number two. Right behind Pat Holmes. I'm good then. So yeah, uh, actually, I kind of wanted to get into this as well, and not to mention just because of the fact that. I mean, we're talking about fantasy. We talked about fantasy a little bit last week. I want to talk a little bit about it this week before we end the show. Uh, I kind of wanted to give, you know what I'm saying, top running backs, top runner, quarterback, top receivers via Matthew Barry. I do like Matthew Barry. I think Matthew Barry is a good in- a fantasy insider. Um, going to uh, quarterbacks, obviously Pat Mahomes, number one. Deshaun Watson, number two. Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, number three. And then Carson Wentz, number five. Those are your top five right there, according to Matthew Barry. I do like this list at this point right here just because of the fact that... You I don't know, know if I agree with the Baker Mayfield. I don't know, man. Being so high. I, got, I think he might be my quarterback this year, bro. Okay. Didn't sh- I mean, he didn't show much against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You're right. You're right. Even though you guys did have a good defense, I do have to say that. I think your guys' defense scheme is going to be a lot better this year. You know what's funny is I actually picked him up very end of my fantasy football draft as my backup defense just in case. When I watched the one drive of that game, and it was, I think, your third strings, I think, were in towards the end of the game, you guys' blitz scheme, and somebody, and Rondé had called it. Rondé had said, watch, I wouldn't be surprised if they did the exact same play again. And sure enough, bro. And it's it's just so tough to kind of see the blitz coming, bro. And I think Todd Bowles is doing a great freaking job of what he's got over there in Tampa. I think you guys got athletes 
And I do think that Tampa Bay could be one of those sleeper teams to pick and watch out for defensive wise this year, man. I think we're on the verge of an eight and eight season, man. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if you guys win nine games. One thing I'm a little cautious about in fantasy football with a couple of drafts coming up uh, for myself personally is Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, just turned down a, a contract offer to make him the second highest. Did he turn paid. it down? Second highest. I, the only reason why I know that is because uh, when I go to the gym, um, before I work out, I go to the treadmill, and there's actually a certain treadmill I go get because it's usually sports on that TV right in front of it. You know, they got like the little captions, you know, so you can read it as you're as you're walking on the treadmill when I'm warming up. And I usually like ten minutes on the treadmill, and that was the story they were talking about how. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott turned down a contract to be the second highest paid running back in the league and Marcellus Wiley even agreed with like you know him doing it. he's like well he's like if it makes you the second highest paid he's like that means for 15 seconds you're going to be the second highest paid until somebody else comes and gets their contract becomes the highest paid then you're right back down on that list so pretty interesting so running back wise Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, and David Johnson, and then Zeke in this part for Matthew Barry. And my whole situation is with Zeke, man. Uh, there was a kind of debate the other day about who was better, Saquon Barkley or Zeke Elliott. And, bro, <laughs> that's a tough one right there because both players, obviously Saquon was a rookie last year, and I think he had 1,300 yards and I think 12 touchdowns, something like that. I mean, but Zeke had Zeke led the league in rushing his first year, um, and he's pretty much had a thousand yards every single season he's played in. So it's really tough for me to kind of depend on who's better, just because I've only seen one season for Saquon Barkley. So in my opinion, it's kind of too hard to tell. But if Zeke does come back, I would have to say that he would kind of move up above David Johnson at this point. And Christian McCaffrey, I don't understand why he's so high on this list. Well, well David like, Johnson, and shit, but David Johnson honestly is a couple years removed from his really good seasons. Yeah. So until he kind of, I think Bruce Arians got the best of David Johnson. I think David Johnson is now is to the point where, well, until he has that that kind of, I guess you would say, bounce back uh, season, which you know just over there in Arizona hasn't been able to happen because they really haven't had much of a team. So he kind of has that bounce back. There's there's not really much that uh, you know. I mean, he he has great potential. He's that dual threat running back that you like. There's but. two running backs on this list that that I'm worried for: Todd Gurley and David Johnson. Those two right there, just because of the arthritis in Todd Gurley's knee and all that other stuff that you know that we've heard about him, I'm really concerned on what he's going to be able to do on the field. And I get, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, it's just fantasy. Well, yeah, it might be just fantasy, but at the end of the day, bro, we don't want to race the draft pick on somebody who isn't going to be able to 100% for us. So I would definitely be scarce on drafting Todd Gurley. I mean, not definitely not to mention if you're in a, in a round to where, you know, there's only a few running backs left or really good running backs left, and Todd Gurley's one of them, I would still look otherwise on another option. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean – um, you know, as far as Todd Gurley goes, I mean, if you can't get, and and, and this is on, I'm, I'm gonna look up NFL Networks real quick, uh, NFL.com, because I, I think theirs is usually pretty on point as well, and, and see what theirs compares to, as as far as uh, Matthew Barry's fantasy NFL.com. Let's see where they they got these guys ranked. Melvin Gordon is 23rd. On this list, see, uh, but I'm not high on Melvin Gordon because he's injury prone. 
So, I mean, if you can't get – all right, so top five on this one, Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke, and Le'Veon Bell. So you roll down to the second guys. Now, Todd Gurley, people that are around Todd Gurley's rank that I would take over Todd Gurley. Hmm. Uh, James Conner, I think he showed some, uh, you know, some dependability. Uh, Nick Chubb. No, uh, Joe Mixon's ranked right up above him. Uh, Todd Gurley's ranked 10th on this list. Dalvin Cook, I think those two are kind of like about similar because Dalvin Cook has not really proven that he can stay healthy for a year. Um, Leonard Fournette, I might be willing to take a risk on Leonard Fournette over Todd Gurley. Um, Damian Williams from, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Where's Josh Jacobs on the list? Josh Jacobs is 18, so he's eight he's spots. Nine on this list. I, I would take... Uh, I would take maybe a flyer on Josh Jacobs, maybe even Devontae Freeman over him, on Johnson, Marlon Mack. I would probably take over uh, Todd Gurley. Marlon on that list? Marlon on this list is 19. He's 19 on this list, too. And this was uh, doesn't have a date. What about Sony Michelle? Sony Michelle. Uh, they got James White as the highest-rated uh, Patriot. Sony Michelle is 25. Wow. Like I showed him himself 20 and then James White. Dude, Johnson's ranked 23, who that's probably about to go up. I, they actually have him ranked above Lamar Miller anyways in the first place, so maybe they know something that we don't know. Or maybe this is updated because uh, Lamar Miller is injured. Oh, I didn't even see Drew Johnson on this list. Oh, never mind. He's 28. Okay. So, yeah, man, like I said, dude, fantasy-wise, I do think that there's a couple running backs and quarterbacks you guys need to kind of be careful of. Definitely. But uh, next week, we're going to definitely be talking about the AFC preview. We did the NFC preview last week, but Zach was, uh, Zach's not here, so I kind of want to wait until Zach's to get here to get his perspective on it. Plus, we have the spreadsheet as well. So uh, look forward to that next week, and I'm sure we'll get some more NFL and uh, college games. Plus, we'll have a lot to talk about as well on Sunday because uh, we'll have a first Saturday full of uh, college football. Oh, for sure. So, But uh, I guess we're going to get out of here, guys. I appreciate everybody for coming through, hanging out with us. This has been No Boundary Sports Talk from my man Craig Wiley. We are Derek Futures, or I am Derek Futures. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Same time, same place. We're out.